To me, success is living out your purpose, living out the, the vision and dream that you have for yourself. You know, I like what you just said, Traden, is you might find out that isn't what you ultimately want, right? And that's for you to de decide. It's not for someone else to decide. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the fourth ever episode of the Planet Peer Tree podcast. I'm your host, Trayton DeVore. And on today's episode, we have Lee Egbola. He's taken the leap into entrepreneurship, started his own fitness company, and successfully grown his business throughout the pandemic. So before we go any further, I'd like to introduce today's guest. Lee, how are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Glad to be on, Trayton. I know we talked about it. You're going to have the podcast and everything. So I'm glad you made it happen, man. Of course, I appreciate you coming on. Um, so before we dive into it, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about your story, just kind of where you grew up, where you came from, and how you got to where you are today? Awesome. Let's do it. So I grew up in the Chicago area. So um, for me, I think that's where everything of course starts where you grow up. And I think that's helped me as far as like fitness and everything is I was always an athlete. I feel like, you know, from a kid, I've always liked being active. I was always around other people that were active because, you know, family was active. So, you know, being in the gym as a young kid, being active. And for me, I gravitated to football because that's what I loved. Uh, nope. So that's what really started for me. You know, I did different sports, of course, as well, but that's where it really started. And of course, as you get older and, you got to get better as an athlete. You have to get into the fitness side a little bit more. So that's what really started for me was being active, doing that. And it just, you know, fostered more when I went to college and everything. And that's when I decided, you know, I wanted to really do it to impact others and make a difference for them. So um, that's where it all started. And, you know, I've been doing it since. For sure. And was you, like, I know you got your BS in exercise science from Truman State, correct? Yes, that's correct. And did you go straight into, like, personal training and everything like that? Or did you kind of develop that passion after you experienced, like, different jobs? Or kind of how did you, how did you get into personal training in the whole fitness industry? Yeah, so once I got to college, I never changed my major. I went in straight as exercise science major. Um, but to be honest, I wasn't sure like if 100% I was going to like fully commit to it. I knew that was something I would at least probably start off with. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't know if, you know, maybe my ambitions would change to be different. But for myself, like once I had gone into it as a freshman, it was just like I developed, I guess, the mission for it and the purpose to do it just because I saw how important it was to make others healthier. Because, you know, once you start learning about the true you know, issues that we're facing in this country as far as like the obesity epidemic and some of the other things that were going along with it, with, mm -hmm. you know, not having the best health. I just, from there was like, okay, you know, there's something not, that I would want to continue doing because for me, it was like, I want to help people. And I felt like that was one of going to be the best way to help people. Um, so that started from there that I figured that I probably would work with athletes to be honest at first, because my background, of course, was as an athlete playing football. So doing the strength and conditioning, I just assumed that I'll probably just start working with athletes right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even did it. I did my internship as well into athletic performance. So I did that. Um, even I helped out on the football team once I stopped playing. So I just figured I probably would do it. But 
once I graduated college, I actually came down here in San Antonio. And when I was looking for jobs, I was just, you know, I just wanted to work. <laughs> I wanted to help mm-hmm. people. I wanted to do something. And it was just, there was more openings for personal training than anything. Cause I mean, there was just so many different health clubs you could work at. So that's what, you know, got me to just do personal training. I, at first I thought I, I might go into the, the athletic performance because, you know, I knew I wanted to get certified as a strength and conditioning coach as well. But once I started working with, um, like I said, the general public for personal training, I, I enjoyed it and I was okay to continue to keep working with them. And um, I, that's what really started it. For sure. And I think, I think you can impact so many more people by working with the general public, like working with athletes would be amazing and everything, but they kind of already have that healthy habits and everything. So I think it's also more impactful working with the general public like that. So I I love that you made that choice. And what do you think was your motivation to kind of get into the content creation and starting your own fitness business and breaking away from the traditional personal training model that Gold's Gym has? Yeah, you made a great point. You know, you do have a more of a purpose filling, you know, helping people because of course you're right with athletes, a special population, that's all performance based. But at the time, you're not really getting athletes to have to just say, you know, you got to work out. But for other people, there's so much that comes with it. But for me, I guess it really started, you know, I started personal training and everything. Um, I think at the time, you know, that's when everything was starting to get more about social media. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Instagram was really starting to get really popular and, for our world is fitness, you know, that's where all the influencers were, you know, starting to get huge. And you, you heard about, you know, all these different uh, influencers. And then for me, you know, always having that background as a science based uh, background, I started learning about other coaches that were doing it, or, you know, some of them were fitness influencers as well, but I was amazed about the content that they would put out. It was just so quality mm-hmm. of content. Cause even me as a coach, I could learn from them, from the coach. Uh, aspect when they would talk about some of the coaching things so for me it was like I love talking about you know my passion for everything with health and fitness so I was like you know why not start creating content from that aspect but for me at the time I really didn't understand about like content creation at all Um, Mm -hmm. you know I'm just thinking oh you just post a video or something like that but didn't really understand the whole you know purpose of or how to really construct it you should say so Mm -hmm. for me as like I said, I was doing personal training at the time. I always knew that I wanted to do my own business. Um, so I knew I was going to gravitate to it. Wasn't exactly sure the exact model. I, you know, I figured, like I said, I would open my own gym, but you know, things mm-hmm. have been changing of course rapidly because things are becoming more online. So I started hearing about, you know, coaches that were going online, having a lot of success, enjoying the lifestyle that they want and impacting more lives than they ever could locally because when you're local, you're only, you know, you can only pretty much train probably the most 20 to 30 miles of where you're from, mm-hmm. more likely probably, you know, 10 to 15 miles, but with online, you know, you're hearing about coaches that are, co- you know, coaching people all across the globe. And it was just like, wow, you know, you can impact more people. You're not really limited. So that was really, I guess you could say the motivation behind, I knew when I was leaving personal training at Gold, I was going to at least adopt a hybrid model. That's actually mm-hmm. what I did at first. I, you know, took some of my clients once I left and I was training them and I wanted to get onto the online world. Wasn't exactly sure how I would do it, but you know, it, I guess it really started early on that I knew that 
I wanted to be online, wasn't exactly sure. And then, like I said, just learning more about it was like, okay, this is, this is the way of the world, you know? And I just knew it was going to be a bigger trend going forward. And I still, of course, think it is going to even, you know, pass this year and everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I know you're super active on LinkedIn and I would assume that you've gotten clients from LinkedIn, but do you think you'd be in the same position you are now with your business if you weren't using social media? Like how much of an impact has being active on social media and promoting your business had on growing and being successful with it? Uh, I would think it would be very hard as an online coach not to be on social media just because that is like your audience. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's on something, right? If it's not Facebook, if it's not LinkedIn, if it's not Instagram, even Twitter. I mean, I'm not on Twitter, but I mean, you know, the amount of users, like everyone's basically on there, right? So I think it would be very hard if you weren't going to do that. Cause I'm like, if you're going to be online, like that is the way to go. Like we're not, and in our business model, it's not really like people are just going to Google search and say, oh, you know, I'm going to work with the coach because mm-hmm. your website looks great. <laughs> or you look amazing like yeah it goes more into that they have to really kind of see what you're talking about and really kind of make that connection like you're it's almost like an interview i feel like they gotta like look at you and what you do in order to make a decision if they're going to work with you or if they need your help so i think it i think it's almost a must i mean i don't really know any coaches that are not on at least one uh big platform mm-hmm. um so for me you know uh LinkedIn and Facebook to me is are two big ones. I'm on Instagram as well, but I mean, you have to be on, I think at least one. I mean, I guess you could be on YouTube as well. I didn't think about that, but yeah, YouTube. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I consider YouTube part of it as well. For sure. I mean, that's the video platform. So, I mean, I think you have to be on something because I don't know how people are going to find you if you're on anything. It's just, I think it's like very hard that oh, I'm just going to Google search and find you. Exactly. And kind of like since COVID started, like a lot of the gyms have been closed and everything and you can't necessarily train people in person. And I know you mentioned like you do mostly like online coaching and everything. Like, was that kind of the plan since day one? Like you just didn't necessarily like the gold gym model and everything. Like, did you have to transition into fully digital when COVID hit or were you kind of already doing that fully since starting your own business? Yeah. So like I said, originally when I, you know, I left goes didn't really have any clue exactly how, what I was going to do. I just knew if I stayed at Goals, I was going to be held back. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't help as many people as I wanted to. So, you know, I, I made the decision no matter what was going to happen. Like, hey, I got to, I got to leave. I just got to start off and do something. Yep. And of course, I was used to already doing personal training. Like I said, I've heard about online coaching. So I, you know, originally thought hey, I'll just probably do a hybrid model with it. <clears throat> um, so, through that experience, like I said, really my first year, I don't know if I really would say I operated as a business because there's a lot of stuff I just had to learn and there's a lot of things I wasn't doing. But I knew as 2020 happened, I was like, hey, I'm going to really start putting things together to start really building this the right way. Um, so mm-hmm. I decided before I was like, hey, I'm going to go completely online because this is the way of the future. There's so many coaches that are being successful. This is what I want to do. I want to have the freedom you know, for my time. I mean, you know, I want to be able to not feel restricted to just doing sessions because I mean, with personal training, just session based and there's so many limitations that go with that. So for me, it was like, it's going to be beneficial for myself and for clients to go fully online. 
2020 started, I, I had no clue about COVID. <laughs> I think we all really didn't know about it until really January had hit. But it was still nothing that, you know, in our country where it was like, oh, you know, it's going to be a concern. We just thought we'd be fine. So mm-hmm. I had, in February, so I guess you could say really it's been a year now, I was like, hey, I'm going completely online because, you know, basically what I say, there's going to be a beneficial so, you know, I had let some of my in-personal clients, I was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm going online. If you don't want to continue, I perfectly understand. But, you know, I need to go online for myself and everything and mm-hmm. to really get the best benefit for that. So it just happened. Like I said, the, the following month is when just, boom, everything happened and we just got shut down. So when it happened, I really was like, wow, I'm glad I just was ahead of the curve, I guess you could say, that I had decided I was going to do that because if mm-hmm. not, I would have been like, <laughs> like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And kind of like running. But I was like, at least I already had some things in place. I'm like, okay, I'm working on these these things. It wasn't like I just didn't have no clue where some people were like, okay, what is the next step, right? I knew mm-hmm. what step one was, but, you know, I had to start putting the other steps together. For sure. And I like that you mentioned when you were kind of transitioning from golds into your own thing, you didn't fully know exactly how you're going to approach it and everything. And because this podcast is designed to help people just hear different perspectives on creating their own career and just learning about kind of what it takes to do that. What do you think was one of the biggest mistakes you made when going out on your own or something that you just kind of look back on and wish you did differently when taking that leap and starting your own thing? I would just say you always hear like, this is going to be the hardest thing in your life. Everyone says like, if you're, if you're going to become an entrepreneur, you're going to build a business. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever did. And mm-hmm. for me, it was just like, like, what do you mean? I've been training. I've, I've been doing some things. I'm just thinking like, no, if you're a great trainer, you can be great in business. And I later found out and, you know, even reading stuff and everything else that comes with this, like, that's not true. Like, just because you're great at your career doesn't mean you're going to be great in business. There's so much more that goes into it. So for me, there was just a lot that I needed to learn. Like I didn't know, you know, marketing. I didn't know some, you know, I knew basic things, but I didn't understand a lot of stuff. And for me, really, I knew my mindset had to change and I didn't know that at the time. It happened later, really last year when I was going through things, I was struggling, like just not seeing any light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I had to really look at myself and really find out what was the root of it. And I was like, man, I just got to start like things that were holding me back. So I would tell somebody like being accountable is the number one thing. Like in life, like we know how being accountable is so important, but it really will sh- show its ugly head once you start your own business, because if you're not being accountable, like you're not going to make any progress. And for me, I know that was really holding myself back. So not really understanding like, hey, my mindset of the shift from being an employee to an entrepreneur, like it's just totally different. So a lot of things had to change. And I think for some people, that's why they say, you know, when you do go out on your own, most people fail, right? You always hear the numbers, you know, 95% of people are going to fail once they do it. And once you start, you really realize why, you know, you might think you're really confident. I know I'm a confident person, but you really understand like, hey, it, it's a lot more that goes into it than what you think. And I'm still learning now, <laughs> but that was really the big thing that I, you know, didn't know before was like, Hey, this is a lot more than what you're thinking. Yeah. And I would definitely agree. Like holding yourself accountable is huge. Like there's no one 
there's no one stopping or like telling you, okay, you need to post today. You need to do this stuff today. And if you kind of just start letting it slip, like maybe just one day a week or something, it just gets that much easier to quit, not post, just not, not be present. And like you said, if, <laughs> if you kind of start slacking, like the business is not going to grow, like you're just not going to see results like you were hoping for. And I ask this question on every podcast, um, slightly selfishly, because I can always use more tips and everything, but I also think it's something that can help the listeners a lot. So what do you do, or do you have any tips or hacks that you use personally to kind of get rid of stress or clear your mind as an entrepreneur? Like, do you meditate? Do you do anything sort of like that? Yeah, I think you have to have a routine, you know, just like as you touched on once you're when you first start off on your own and you're your the only person working, you're right. You can't have days like when you're working for someone. I mean, once you kind of know what you're doing, like you can go through the motions, right? You don't have to have those days where you're like a hundred percent there. Well, mm -hmm. if you don't do that each and every day with your business, like you're not gonna make progress. So for me, it was just like I had uh I started reading because I I was um, at the time I asked, you know, in this group that I was in, I was like, Hey, what are some things to help improve your mindset? Cause it was like, I got to do something. Like I got to get out of this rut. Cause even before, you know, I, I knew I was going down a wrong path with some of the things I was doing. I was just not in the right headspace. And so for me, it was, I had read the book slight as that was my first book I read. That book gave me so much information that was going to be like transformational for my life from there and one thing I took away from it was like if you read a book you know a personal development book something that's going to really benefit you like 10 pages a day like you're going to get so much out of it so from there I was like hey you know let me start doing this because I haven't been doing that and with it as well like you get something from each book you read mm -hmm. so down the line, I was reading some other books and was like talking about positive affirmations. So that was something I wasn't doing before. And I got from, you know, other books like Gold Stuff and all these other stuff, right? So for me, what's really helped me is like putting that all together to do that each and every day. So I treat it like, hey, if I can't not miss this. If I miss it, it's going to affect me because there's so much that goes on in your day that will just drain your energy. So I feel like the same things that I coach my clients on like I got to do for myself because it happens. Like there's so much that goes on through your days and it just zaps you. And it's like, you, I, I just feel like if I'm not being productive, I, I'm losing out basically. I'm losing out mm -hmm. on what I want to do. And I feel like I'm losing out on the people I'm trying to help as well. Cause I feel like my purpose is to impact people. So if I'm not actually doing something to help them as well, you know, I'm letting myself down. Number one, I'm letting other people down. So what's helped me is, like I said, I think once I read in the morning, I also read, uh, you know, business, a, book, a business book, too, as well. So I got like two mm -hmm. books I like to read of something. So I do that, my workout, get my workout in. So once I do that, I also have my goals um, that I look at each day. So that helps me get in a good sense. And then, like I said, having those positive affirmations. So if something is going wrong in your day, just like, hey, you got to tell yourself something positive to get rid of those thoughts in your head. Cloud your mind with so much positivity that you can't even think about anything else. It's like clouds, mm -hmm. right? Like you just want to cloud it so much that you can't think about anything else. So for me, it's like, I feel like, you know, 
no matter what happens, I feel like I've always been a lot better since because of that, because I can like do those affirmations even after mm. I do my routine. And it's like, hey, I'm in a good headspace and it helps me like before something difficult, like say a positive affirmation, like you just get right and be like, OK, I got this now. And you really got to believe it. So for me, like, I just feel like that has been the best thing. I don't I don't do any media, you know, uh, meditation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But the affirmations, I, I don't know, maybe you could put that in meditation as well. But that has really helped me. And I just feel a lot better once I do it. A lot of stress just goes away. Yep, for sure. And I do kind of the same thing. Like I journal every morning and every night. And also just kind of writing down those affirmations as well helps me visualize it and everything. And it's also hard for me to kind of just shut off and not be doing something business related all the time. Cause like you mentioned, it feels like I'm falling behind. Like I'm not being the best I can be for myself and for like potential clients, like people like, cause a lot of my content I'm trying to educate about finances and stuff. It's like, if I'm not posting that I'm not helping as many people as I possibly could. Um, And I want to go back on something you mentioned, like you were talking about a group that you had. Do you, do you think it's important? Like, are they accountability partners or do you have like any mentors or anything yeah. like that, that kind of helps you stay in line with everything you're doing? And that's, that's the big thing is just like, you know, us as we help people. Right. But it's like, you got to have people helping you as well. Um, so for me, that's one thing that I yeah, did last year. I got around a good group of people in a mentorship group. So it's like, you're mm-hmm. around other people that are doing the same thing you're doing. So What's so hard, I think, is when you're doing this on your own, because everybody else is just, you know, employees, right? Everyone else is doing something different. So they don't understand the plight that you go through. Yeah. So when you're doing it on your own, like I know when I was just by myself really doing it, or maybe if I had some help, it was like I was still just me. It wasn't nobody else I could like hear about or anything like that. And you would have days and I would just be so frustrated. And I felt like I couldn't, I wouldn't talk to anybody because, you know, there's very few people that was doing that what I was doing that I could even lean on. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes you don't feel confident to just tell one person that, but when you get in a group and you have mentors, it really makes a difference. Cause you're like other people that you feel like that you're talking about. They're like, man, I'm, I'm feeling the same. <laughs> you're like, Oh man, I'm not, I'm not the only one. Like, mm-hmm. okay. And you get stared on like what you should be doing. So like when you do get down, you got that support around you. So I think it's just like somebody that hires me. It's like, well, when you're trying to make that journey on your own, it gets so hard. There's so much that goes on and it will just take you off. Like it will just get you off your path. But when you have others around you, you just get like back in the right mindset. And you're like, no, I can do this. Yep. And it, it makes a difference. I mean, I always play team sports as well. So I know how that worked as being on a team. When you're on a team, it's like, man, you got all these people around you that are supporting you that you can lean on. You know, it's a lot harder when you're doing this on your own. And I, I mean, if you listen to anybody that's successful in this world, they all have mentors, no matter how rich somebody is, no matter how successful someone is. So, I mean, I think that's something that if someone's, you know, that doesn't have that and you're doing this, I would highly recommend you do because it's like, you got to have that around you no matter like even if you think you're doing really well like you're gonna need at some point others to help you figure this stuff out exactly I think I personally think that accountability factor is huge like 
one just for like what we're doing in general as business owners everything like you can't not everyone understands necessarily the problems that we go through and everything so you could be talking to a friend or something but maybe if they're employed employed they might not understand the exact problems we have and even in both of our clients lives the accountability factor is huge like someone someone might be good at working out or something but they can never really get to that next step one because maybe they don't know how to get to that next step or two they just don't have the account accountability to necessarily keep them a hundred percent committed to everything and then also in my clients lives like they might have a good understanding of personal finances like they might not be in debt or anything but they don't know how to get to that next step, like how to maybe become financially free or anything like that. So I think the accountability factor is, is huge and something that gets overlooked a lot when trying to become successful. And to transition a little bit, because I'm a financial advisor, of course, I have to talk about money a little bit. Um, so what do you what did you observe about money growing up and how do you think that's shaped who you are today and the decisions that you make with your money now? Yeah, I think your background as a kid definitely does have a factor as an adult. And I think with me, I think I learned really early on how important, like, you know, learning some things like principles. I like to say principles are very important. And to me, principles are things that you can attach in different areas. So, you know, one thing that I felt like I learned very early on and I started to learn more and more as a dog and see the importance is how valuable time is. Mm-hmm. I think often we think money is like everything. <laughs> we think money is everything, but we don't understand how important time is. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's one thing as being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is I understand that especially being online is how important my time is. You know, that's why I'm not doing sessions anymore because I'm limited on to the time you have each day, right? But how do you free up more time, right? So to me, that was a concept that I learned how valuable that was. You know, my dad would talk about how valuable time was. You know, most people just would think about the dollars, right? But they wouldn't think of the value of time. Mm-hmm. And that was something that he would tell me. And, you know, I would hear it. I was like, you know, that that makes sense. And as I got older, like I said, you really start to understand it. So some people will just look at a dollar amount, but won't understand the time. And I think that is something that you can improve on as far as your finances and everything, because you start understanding that. So, I mean, if you think about like money, for example, you know, as we talk about the compound effect of stuff, right. And investing and things like that, you know, that's going to improve. So, you know, you know, you don't want to waste the time you have by not doing that, right. Not taking advantage of that. Or you think, well, you know, for some people, you know, if they make purchases and they don't have the money, you think, well, I'll, I'll get it later. Right. But it's like, well, you're in the time now that's important for you. So it's like, I think that is the biggest thing that has really helped because I mean, time, I think once you start learning how valuable time is, you'll start applying that to definitely about money and everything because it's so valuable. Exactly. I love that. And touching on the time just a little bit, I think also kind of defining what you want your ideal life to look look like also plays a big factor in that because maybe maybe you get offered a job promotion where you're going to have to work an extra 10 hours a week or something and that's taking time out of time you can spend with your family or time doing something you love so maybe that extra little raise 
is nice, but it's not really worth it in the grand scheme of things of having that time and just the time to do the things you love and everything. Um, so within your kind of entrepreneurship and everything, do you, do you feel like you do have the time to do the things you love or here at the beginning, does it feel like you're still trying to build the business and everything like that and haven't completely achieved that time freedom and everything? Yeah, I feel like I definitely have the time because it's like you start learning. Well, like I said, in my model, it's like I don't have to always like do something to coach someone. Like I have mm -hmm. things built out already, right? So it's yeah. like when you have things built out, it gives someone the understanding of what they should be doing. And then like, yes, you are spending time with your clients and everything, but it's like, you know, it's not like you have to be there every day, but you're actually coaching them every day because they have things already in place for them to do so for mm -hmm. me as far as like the things i have to work with the clients i have a lot of time open up for that so for me it's like most of the time i spend is like you know marketing basically building you know the branding and everything like that because that is like most of my time that i'm putting in so it's like, I don't have to waste so much time. Like, you know, you're not punching a clock to actually do work as far as like, you know, delivering the service. Cause like I said, a lot of that stuff I already have is already built out. Yes, I might have to, you know, have my calls with clients, but it's like majority of that stuff is really built out. And then to me with content creation, what I do is, you know, I create the content pretty much before it even is published. So by doing that, you know, it's not like, hey, I got to each day create content. I have mm -hmm. most of my content already built out or, you know, if you do a podcast like this, you can share that later. Some of the great stuff that you're doing. So that could be content for you for, you know, weeks or so. So yeah. to me, it's like, how do you get better with your time? Right. To me, that's important. It's like, yes, you're going to put, of course, time in each day of working and stuff. You put in a good amount of time, but it's like, you don't have to feel like, Hey, I got to put in, you know, 150 hours each week because a lot of stuff you're doing, you prior should be automating already right so there's some yeah. things that you can do to really help yourself you know not feel like man i had literally no time for anything so and understanding the process as well so to me it's like you can't try to do everything each day in one day like spread it mm -hmm. out so for me it's like well i try to do something each day so i mean not every day i'm like putting a full-on day but like even like something like today is you know on a saturday you know i can do some things on a saturday i could do some things on a sunday but during the week, like I could do the majority of it, but not feeling like you got to do everything in one day. So to me, it's like, hey, I, I do like a checklist to say, hey, what are three things I need to get done today? By doing that, I can put off, you know, you know maybe I start the week and I know I want to get 10 things done, right? But it's mm -hmm. like, well, I know I'm going to get that done because I'm going to put it on different dates. And I feel like that's what really helps my productivity. And then, you know, of course, you put every, you might have appointments and everything and everything else like that but you really work around it. So to me, being structured is everything. If you're not structured, trust me, that's why I was really <laughs> struggling at first. I had zero structure because I wasn't used to doing that. You know, if I go into the gym of the day, it's like, okay, I already know. I got to, you know, I got my workouts already from my clients and that's basically it. I do my workouts. I, you know, <clears throat> I might do consultations, but that's it. It wasn't like I had, you know, I didn't have to do the marketing. I didn't have to follow up with people like that. I didn't, you know, have to do all this stuff that you do once you're your own boss. And when you first start off, I think you know that as well. It's like you have the vision for yourself. You know, once you eventually scale up in your business, you're going to have other people that's going to help you. 
But you know, when you start off, like, hey, you're doing majority of everything. So you got to be structured. So I think if you're structured, you will understand time. And I think that's something that you can apply to anything in life. It's just, you know, I'm sure what you tell your clients, I tell my clients, like, well, if you don't have that structure involved, that's why you're struggling to figure this stuff out. You don't have any balance because of that. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the structure because I think that's huge within time management. Like when I first started, my days were all over the place. Like I didn't know what the best thing to be doing was, what was working, what I should be spending my time on. And I also think it just takes some time to kind of develop your own process and figure out what's what's making the most impact and what you should be spending a majority of your time on. And once you figure that out, it, it just feels like something clicks. It's like, okay, like now today, I know I need to do this, this, and this, and I'm going to do this for every single Monday or whatever, whatever your schedule looks like. Like, I, I absolutely love that. And I think that's, I think that's huge to being a successful Everything. entrepreneur or <laughs> just, just taking that leap into whatever you want to do. Um, so before we wrap up, I have just a couple questions left. Um, so if you don't mind sharing, um, what do you think is the biggest mistake you've made financially? And what did you kind of learn from that? If there's anything that, that kind of stands out to you? Uh, I would say, I don't think I've made anything that's like, man, that's just unreputable or just didn't understand. But mm-hmm. I would say when you're starting your own business, you kind of understand how maybe things are going to change for you financially. Mm-hmm. Because if you start off where I did, where I, at first, I didn't play, you know, I was like, hey, I'm just going to just do my own. I'll, I'll make it happen. So when you start off for zero versus when you had, uh, for sure, income coming in, well, you better be prepared to understand how you're going to change some of the things around your life <laughs> to do that. So to me, that I think, I, I don't want to say it's like a huge mistake, because to me, it's like that's something that I'm doing that's positive, but you're not understanding how to change some things around you. But that would be for me, it was just like, it was the first time ever, like I said, from going to, okay, you know, you're not punching a clock to get, you know, your money. Now you're creating the value. Like you're only getting paid when you create value to somebody and yep. they see it as being value. If not, you don't get any money. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, that was the thing I didn't grasp to be like, hey, like maybe the things like you're running off the budget of what you already just made, but now you're at zero. So, you know, where are you at with your reserves? Where are you at with all this other stuff? And I think for me, it was just like, hey, I didn't really like put that all together because like I said, I really was like, hey, I just got to do it. That was my thing. I was like, hey, I just got to do it. And to me, that was the best decision for me. And I think, like I said, it was a, it worked for me, but there was things that definitely happened that I could have avoided, you know, as far as we first starting off. And I could have been a lot better off instead of being, I guess you could say, where you didn't have the income that you're expecting right away. Exactly. And did you, did you give yourself like a little runway? Like, did you know maybe six months leading up to quitting golds? It was like, okay, I know I'm going to start my business. I know I need to save at least a little bit so I can give myself a runway of not having income from your own thing. Like what did, what did that kind of look like for you leading up to quitting the job and going out on your own? Yeah. So sometimes plans don't go exactly how you expect it because life hits you. Yeah. So for me, you know, I knew I wanted to leave, you know, 
before the year even had began. Mm-hmm. So this was 2018. Um, I almost did a year earlier to be, to be completely honest. Um, but at the time they had added another position with me that I was finding out, let's say that I think it was the last few months in, in 2017, I had found out, Hey, that they were going to have this new position. I had a manager at the time. And she's like, you know, you'll be able to make more money along with what you're already doing. I was like, well, I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, that will give me more time to save up more money. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I thought in my head, I needed a certain number to probably have saved up, like where I was going to be good for, you know, almost like months to a year where I could let everything work my way out. So I was like, you know what, let me just be more prepared. So I had told myself that and then kind of life hits you. There was just a lot that went on. And, and uh, I would say 2018 that didn't, didn't go the way I wanted to. And there's a lot of things that just didn't set me up for what I had planned for. So I had said I was going to do something, right? Had a lot I had dealt with and it didn't work out the way I wanted. But I had mm-hmm. told myself no matter what, I was like, I, was in, I felt like I was in a lose-lose situation. I, I wasn't where I needed to be to plan it. But I was like, if I stay where I'm at, I'm not making any progress anyway. So it's like, well, you better make the best decision of the lose-lose. So that's how I kind of viewed it. And that's why I did that. But like I said, there was more stuff I should have kind of put together to make it a smoother transition. Because let me tell you, definitely wasn't what I had planned. Yeah, the <laughs> same. Yeah, and I think, I think for like any listeners who are kind of in that pre-transition phase of okay I know I know I want to do this I'm just trying to figure out how to have it planned I think I went in I was way too optimistic like I was like okay I'm gonna have this many clients in the first few months like everything's gonna be all right like nothing's gonna happen and that's just (laughs) that's just not how it works ever I mean if, if it does like you're lucky like I'm I'm glad but for me that's just not how it worked like there's a lot of unexpected expenses and just things like that so I think I think for someone who's trying to take that leap or take that journey like preparing for the worst to happen is very important because it's probably not going to go exactly how it's planned out in your head and everything. Um, and I know, I know you're still young, so the answer will probably change throughout the years. And I hope this helps some of the listeners, but what's something you would tell your 20 or 22 year old self preparing to graduate and get out into the real world? Yeah, I would just tell myself how valuable each day you have, like to understand how valuable each day is. And as well, like, hey, if you want to be successful, stop trying to take shortcuts. Stop yep. trying to take the least pass of resistance. And I could tell myself, like, I know early on, I didn't understand that because you're thinking, oh, no, people that are successful, like they're no, they're not doing the hard work because you just think they're just great. Right. That's <laughs> just something you just think. You're like, oh, you're great. That's why you're able to do it. Like you're supremely talented. So you're, you're able to, you're better than somebody else. I don't have to put in the same work as you because I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that sounds arrogant and that's probably where I was, but I just always thought like, well, no, not everybody has to put work as hard, right? So for me, it was just like, that was what I thought. You know, I thought I could do things by taking, like I said, the least path of resistance, not putting a ton of work into it. And yeah, I was getting by, but I wasn't nowhere close to my potential. And mm-hmm. so if you really want to tap in your potential, you need to start understanding like, hey, like success, no, it's hard and it's not easy and it's not for everybody. And that's why not everyone's successful. But if you want to do it, 
then you need to stop taking shortcuts. And so for me, that was really the thing that I had to tell myself. And I started to realize that, hey, you want this, you better put the work in to make it happen. And I think that's a big thing. I would tell my, like I said, I mean, I think about where I was, you know, before getting out into this career world, you know, that I am. And now, of course, I'm transitioning to be an entrepreneur is that concept. Like you start to really grasp it because when you're not where you want to be and you have desires and you say you're going to make it happen, you really have to do that reflection. You start looking back at things and like, okay, why am I at where I'm at? Because like I said, we got to be accountable. And once you do that, you start realizing, okay, you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. And to me, that's mm-hmm. what I started learning is like, hey, you, you got to be willing to put the work in and you got to understand why. And once I did figure that out, I was like, okay, I got to stop trying to take shortcuts. I can't, can't keep trying to like make, you know, things happen out of nothing. Like I got to put work in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just, I think everyone kind of runs into the same situations of you're going to get pushed to the limits of it just feels like nothing's going to work. Like you kind of have that thought of like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. Like maybe it's time to quit, whatever. And remembering that why of why you want to do this. Why did you even have these thoughts in the first place of starting your business or whatever, whatever your goals are. And I think taking that leap is, it, it really makes you think about what your dream is. It's like, if, if this is truly your dream, like if this is truly what you want to do, like you better be prepared to just work your ass off and do everything you can possibly do to make it happen. If, if that's truly your dream and you might find out that it's not, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Like you just transition into the next phase of life. You start to figure out what a different passion is or what it is that you truly do want to do. Um, so to just kind of transition into the last question I have for you, um, how, how do you define success for yourself? To me, success is living out your purpose, living out the, the vision and dream that you have for yourself. You know, I like what you just said, Traden, is you might find out that isn't what you ultimately want, right? And that's for you to d- decide. It's not for someone else to decide. So, you know, not everybody wants to have generational wealth or everybody wants to, you know, have all the, the luxuries and all the other stuff, right? But you need to figure out what you want to do to be successful, right? What is success to you? I mean, you have so many people that are going to tell you something different, like, hey, you should do this, you should do that. And I think you really have to say, well, what is it that you want? And so for me, I think I want certain things and I, if I don't have it, I know that's my definition of success because I know me having those things are me having the purpose that I feel like I'm fulfilling. And like I said, I like helping people. So that's part of it. So success to me is my definition and having the needs that I want, the desires all come together and having a vision I see for myself, you know, in this world. And I think that's my definition of success. You know, it's not, you know, a certain number of attaining mm-hmm. wealth or, you know, even fitness wise, it's not that, or, you know, like I said, having certain luxuries, like it's no, it's me having that, you know, like I said, having the purpose fulfilled, um, you know, having my vision laid out that I want of impacting this world. That's my success. I love that, man. Passion and purpose is huge. And it just, 
it just motivates you to keep going and just keep working through all the hardships of everything because entrepreneurship is never going to be easy. Like there's always going to be those things that come up. And if it's what you're truly passionate about, like you're, you're going to keep fighting through everything and you're going to enjoy it no matter like how hard it gets. Like you're still going to enjoy it if it is truly what your purpose is and what you're passionate about. And before we go, could you give the listeners a little insight about what it's like to be a client of yours? Like, what does that relationship look like and where they can go to find more information about you? Yeah. So to me, as a coach, it's just helping people realize their potential. You know, exactly what we've been talking about on this is like, you know, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you know, building a business, like you need to reach your potential. And to me, that's really what I do as a coach is like helping people realize their potential. We don't think how great we are. It's like we limit ourselves because we might have limiting beliefs that we don't think we can do it. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, hope you just realize that. So structuring a program that's going to help you realize your potential. You know, it's not always about just people thinking about, I have to have the best diet or I have to have the best workout program or I'm missing this, I'm missing that, but it's not really what you're missing, you're missing that you don't understand how much potential that you have. So to me as a coach is, I think everyone's great. You know, we, we might not think of it because we're not celebrities or we're not these, you know, famous people that you see on TV every day, but you all have potential. So it's like helping people realize that and making it easy for them because, you know, it's simplifying what people think is so hard, but it's like, once you figure it out, no, it's really not. It's something I can do. I can balance the life that I want. I can live the healthy lifestyle. And like we talked about, you can have your definition of success and still be healthy. But Mm -hmm. it's about getting people to understand that. And to me, as a coach, that's all I do. You know, they're the real superstars. I'm just helping you. You know, I think about like in sports, we think about some great coaches, right? (laughs) And we know it's really the players. I think we can look Mm -hmm. at, you know, if you looked at the Super Bowl, you can see how great Tom Brady is. And it's not that Bill Belichick's not a great coach. But if we relay it to that, it's like, well, ultimately the players have to do it, right? So to me, that's how I view it as a coach. Like, yes, you could be a great coach with there's tons of great coaches, but you're not a great coach if you don't help people realize how great they are. And mm-hmm. once we realize how great they are, you can do things when once you leave my coaching, you're still going to be great. And you're going to do things better than even when you were coaching with me because you understand that. I love that. And where would, where would be the best place for people to find you or to become a client? Like website, social medias, like what are those? Yeah. So I feel like I'm on the big three. So, you know, if you're going to look me up on Facebook or LinkedIn, it's just my name. So we like Bola. If you want to connect with me on Instagram is coach Lee underscore LTA performance. And if you want to directly contact me on my website, you can go to LTA performance 365.com you'll see other clients that have realized their potential as well. And we can get in contact from there. Awesome. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. I'll link to Lee's website and social media and the show notes and everything. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate if you subscribed and left a five-star review, but that's all I got for this episode. I hope you guys are staying safe and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Planet Peer Tree podcast.